Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My very special guest this week is a gentleman by the name of Nino Monaco, founder of Euga Brand Design in Toronto, Ontario. Nino is a man of many talents. He's a songwriter, recording artist, storyteller, experiential producer, brand strategist, visual identity expert, and a graphic designer. Wow, that's a lot of talent. But what sets Nino apart is his unique ability to blend these disciplines into a powerful message that resonates with audiences on a very deep level. Nino's journey began as a young artist, driven by a deep passion for creative expression. He quickly realized that the key to success in this competitive world of art and design lay in the ability to combine his artistic talent with strong business sense. Drawing on his diverse background in music, event production, and design, Nino became a sought-after expert in the field of brand strategy and visual identity disciplines. Some of his many accomplishments of note, he graduated from the Harris Institute of Arts with distinction, has had involvement in many projects such as Nelson Mandela, Oscar Peterson, Jean Chrétien, Stephen Harper, and Jack Layton. Nino was instrumental in building the event arm of the multinational company from ground up from zero revenue to five million in revenue in one year back in 2003. Nino's unique perspective on the interplay between creativity and business has made him a respected thought leader in his field. He is the founder and creative director of Aoga Brand Designs, who provide a multitude of services to a distinct and diverse set of clientele. Nino, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Honored to be here with you. Well, thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy, and I've got to say, I'm so impressed with your bio. Like, what a broad set of experience and disciplines you've garnered through your years, and and putting it together in a way that serves a business, a sought-after business need is, is not an easy feat. So congratulations on your success to date, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's a pretty busy elevator pitch. Uh, you, you have to you have to kind of strike the balance with highlighting, I guess, uh, core competencies, with also, you know, suggesting uh, the, the the diversity that one can uh, share through years and years of just experience. So I hope I can live up to the bio with this uh, short interview with you. Yeah, I'm sure you will. You know, I'm sure you will. It's better. I'm one of these believers that it's better to have. Uh, you know, 20 years with 10 different companies than one 
company with 20 years because you're you grow you grow so much more you've taken that to a whole new level my friend now brand right everything's all about branding these days and, and it's huge and you've been around a lot of this in, in your career uh, what is the biggest misnomer about creating a brand strategy Nino in your opinion well there's a laundry list there and uh, I'll try to keep it brief you know for people that are just kind of have a very surface knowledge of brand uh, they tend to presume that it is uh, aesthetic based and design it's limited to logo and tagline or website that it's a one-time project that it's you know uh, it's only necessary for bigger companies there's a whole slew of things and I think you know a big misnomer is that people tend to put their marketing effort first before branding, which is really, you know, putting the cart before the horse. Makes so much sense. I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, the marketing's the, the, the what, but the brand is the why. I think it's got to start with why, and, and then we can get into what and how, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I said, the, the, uh, the tendency is to believe that there's nothing in branding that could bolster the, the, the business or help the, let's say, the proprietor of the business to understand where they stand within the business more with a concise branding plan. I mean, I've worked with clients, on particular uh, entrepreneurs, that on many occasions leave the conversation saying, you know, I never knew that about my business. I never saw that about my business. And they thank me for helping them to illuminate. And it's those people that are the most fun to work with because they have an open mind about their business. And that's so important, uh, uh, you know, that you landed on that, that you got to have an open mind. And one person can't possibly know it all. I mean, they're probably good at the product or the service, the business they're in, but they're probably not an expert at branding or marketing or sales for that matter. So, you know, bringing a collection, a collection of experts to the table is, is worth so much more than trying to do it all, uh, all yourself. And, and, you know, can you describe, you know, perhaps a little bit uh, about the pain points you solve? As a designer strategist, because I'm sure you, you, you've been in many situations where there were different business pains going on. What are some of the big ones that, that, that you always saw? You know, I'd like to believe that there, there's a, a, a few key pain points. And, and again, it comes down to the uh, team that I'm working with or the individual that I'm working with on the project. And that is to make them understand that my it, the way I work is I reverse engineer the situation. I'm always, you know, uh, thinking about how it is that they arrive to the point where they are at that moment uh, to understand their journey. So empathy is part of it and really just listening. And uh, so the education piece for me is huge. I've mentioned this uh, in previous interviews. The education piece for me is huge, both for myself and for them, because it is within that discovery that then, that then I can, you know, come up with a strategy. And like I said, part of that is to suggest their positioning and how their product and or service can be uh, presented and communicated in, in a way to their audience. And also just helping them hone in on the user journey, uh, also helping them hone in on the a competitor audit, a true competitor audit. There's just, a, I run the gamut when it comes to, 
the pain point, just so we can then arrive at a, uh, at a final kind of strategy. Yeah, no, Nino, I like how you described the journey, right? A, a journey of discovery and, you know, listening, education, empathy, facilitation, collaboration. Those are all words that, that resonate with me with what you do. And focus on that user journey, right? The customer, like the, the end user customer. What's the experience they're having? And, and looking at it from that, uh, from that point of view is, is, is so refreshing. And, and not everyone gets this part. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on how does a strong brand presence and marketing effort ultimately help with conversions? Because that's what it's all about. We're, we're not in this for, for a hobby. We're in this. Uh, to, to make a difference and make an impact. Uh, but, but how does it ultimately help the, con the, the, the conversion process? Well, like I said, it is an amalgam of, of, of effort and insight to then, you know, let's say, to make things a little bit more granular, to break it down to, to, to a strategy. And so when it comes to brand presence, again, it's it just having those conversations and then coming up with a strategy that is suitable. There's not a one-size-fits-all type of situation. The other thing that I try to convey to my client is that, you know, there is a, there is a sort of a, a theory which is kind of represented in a funnel, a sales funnel, and there are steps to the funnel. The, the first step is, you know, the awareness that we uh, want to share with the, with the prospects. And, and that's just, call them our audience. And then we, we hope to build intrigue. And then there's maybe an education piece. After that, there's the conversion. So what I try to convey to my clients is don't get stuck on the conversion because that clouds your judgment. You have to nurture the other steps before you can expect the conversion to happen. When you're talking to people, you're talking to them from the standpoint of awareness, intrigue, you know, education, trust, all those building blocks that are necessary in order for the conversion to happen. There's just so much to be extrapolated from those conversations before a conversion can, can begin to happen. So I'd like to let people know that this is what you need to do before you can expect a conversion. Because if you come on strong, if you come on like you have money, in, you know, dollar signs in your eyes, people are just going to run the other way. And that's just not how business is done. Value has to come first. Absolutely. I, I so agree with you, Nino, on so many levels of what you just said. And I liked your approach where you tailor it for each client. You, you've got a playbook, you've got a formula, you've got a recipe, but you're making a special batch for each of your clients. And I, I love, you called it a, a funnel, I call it a pipeline, but uh, and nurturing each step through that journey, awareness, building intrigue, you know, developing trust, providing education, and then it's time to talk about conversion. Too many people try and talk conversion way too early, and you're right. You, you, you can, you can, you know, customers, prospects are going to run away from your pipeline. They don't want to be in there. They, they, they need to go through that journey. So I, I love how you, how you frame that, you know, I really do.
Yeah, well, no, I was just going to say that today I had a conversation with uh, one of my clients and, you know, we were talking about our social media kind of, um, you know, management and uh, how the, you know, because I, you know, we talk about the leading copy uh, that uh, that we tend to like to use. And I, you know, I'm still advising my clients on a day to day basis and in, in, in saying, look, the hard sell is uh, there's a time and a place for a hard sell. But you, you really have to, you know, pick your battles. The hard sell doesn't always work. And I find, frankly, I find that there's very little room for it because I, I'll, you know, I, the, the way I tend to believe is that when it comes to, let's say, leading copy and copywriting, it, it needs to be done in a way that will make the audience will resonate with the audience. And it's not. It's never about me, 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 me. It's always about you, 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 right? Because people just want to be able to connect with the things that they're going through. And so yes. I guess this is a little bit of a tip on leading copy and copywriting. You've really got to help with connecting in a way that they can you know, feel compelled in, in a few short words. I love what you said. Focus on the pain, not your game, not what you're trying to push yourself. Focus on the business pain that you're solving because that resonates. That connects with people. That goes to a deeper uh, level and, and, you know, already expresses a, a form of empathy and understanding that you know what they're going through. We can help you with your journey, right? So you, 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 exactly. not me, me, me. I love what you said with that. I mean, you must yeah. have some engagements, Nino, that, that are more rewarding than others. Uh, what is your most challenging what challenging aspect of, of what you do for people what's what's your biggest challenge yeah okay so we kind of just touched on it a little bit which is you know i tell my client look it's not about you 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 sometimes i have a conversation with people and i say well look i'm trying to be as effective as possible i'm trying to help you with your business but i'm also here with my expertise with an objective truth about it you know it doesn't mean it's the only objective truth about it but it's my objective truth about it and what I bring to the table, which is you've got to be able to see outside of yourself. When you say, I like this, right? It's nice that they like it, but what they like, what they have to understand is what they like is something that is not as, is less of a priority than what their audience likes, because mm. that's what's going to have the, the reaction um, and, uh, have it resonate like with the audience. We have to find that the priority and not what the business owner likes. You know, when it comes to visual identity, you know, I hear, well, I don't like that. This is not me. This is not, you know, and so I tried again, when it comes to challenges, uh, so let's say from a visual standpoint, they say, well, I don't have to identify with this. And so then I try to strike that balance visually speaking with something that they that they identify with, but I also then, you know, you know, draw a line if they look, find that you don't identify as much as you'd like, but it's how your audience will identify. Yes. And that, that is a huge, huge uh, challenge, especially for people that are still grappling, you know, with what it is that I bring to the table and, and have doubt, let's say, because that is another piece of the puzzle too, is always instilling trust that I'm, it's in my best interest for them to create a strategy that speaks to their audience the best so they can get, you know, yield the best result. Yes. 
And the customers know what they want. They know the pain they're in. They know probably where they'd like to go. But it, it's not about what the, you know, the entrepreneur, your client's ego is telling them what good looks like. What good looks like is defined by their customers. I, I love that approach that you're, you're taking to the market, uh, Neil. Absolutely. I mean, there's got to be some challenges there. And, and once people get the idea, I'm sure things go ahead uh, quite well. What is the most rewarding aspect of what you get to do? I love asking my, my guests this question, you know. What do you like best about what you do? There's, you know, quite a few things, but I'd say the the most rewarding part is when, you know, there's like a, a tremendous synergy between me and my clients where there's like a real understanding as to the importance of their function and their contribution, but also the importance of my contribution and where I'm coming from. So, uh, you know, probably after that, you know, when it comes to the funnel, let's say the trust piece, right? Once there's been all those discovery sessions and communication and uh, things have been qualified and there's that inherent trust, then really that's a huge uh, winning point for me because a lot after that becomes a much easier endeavor uh, because there's already that synergy and trust Right and and there's a unified goal. Then there's the the, stra- the strategizing and the and the you know the artistic and the design element. Those are I love I love that aspect of it. But again, it's congruent with the strategy and there's there's a utility to everything. So those are you know those are just but some of the you yeah. know the uh, rewards the rewards that I get from from doing yeah. what I do. And it, that synergy is sacred. It's, it's beautiful. When you, when you and the client are on the same page, you agree on the collaborative uh, uh, effort and who's going to bring what to the table. And it, it's almost like writing music at that point. And a unified well, yeah. goal, I like how you said that. It, it, it certainly sounds like, you know, okay, you're going to play that instrument. I'll play this one, but we're playing the same song. So we're going to exactly, sound good together, yeah. right? So that's exactly. I love, how you, yeah. love how you said that, you know. Yeah, yeah, just, I could just cap it off and just, and just say that, you know, there are times where, you know, uh, there's a difference in opinion, but that's just all part and parcel. And I welcome those discussions as well, because it's always, the aim is always to get to a higher truth. And that's very important, you know, and I don't shy away from the difficult conversation because I think, again, sometimes they're just necessary because, you know, if you're always agreeing and agreeing and agreeing, it's great to have, you know, with that, uh, obviously, but it's also good to have the conversations where, you know, there's a, a slight difference in opinion. But again, it opens up, you know, other avenues of communication that will hopefully ultimately get you to that higher truth. Yeah. I, and there's nothing, I like what you said, there's nothing wrong with that. If someone's passionate about something, that's worth exploring, dissecting, looking at how there could be, still be some collaboration in that creative process. I, I think that's probably a requirement. I agree with you. If all they said was yes, 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 it's like, well, they're not really playing their instrument, right? You, you need something from them, right? So uh, I would yeah. agree. Yeah. Listeners, you can get a lot more information on Nino and his agency at www.aoga, and I'll spell it for you, A-O-O-G-A.org. So that's www.aoga.org. Uh, Nino's services range uh, 
in, in many things that's described, but not limited to, but here's a few brand strategies, strategic logo, web design, copywriting, and experiential producing. Uh, Nino, on behalf of the listeners, I want to thank you very much for, for dropping your wisdom and knowledge on us today. I greatly appreciate it, my friend. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons. More wins. With Ian Selby.